The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for being with us. Thanks a lot to all of our valued sponsors as well here on the Advisors Roundtable because we couldn't do this show without you. Bubba, you ever find it hard just to keep up? I mean, there was a Secure Act and a CARES Act and now follow-up stimulus and yep. what do you do with COVID? You got to probably say- going to have another one this week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and what what are they doing with unemployment and what's going to happen with the PPP? What does PPP stand for? I mean, it's almost impossible to keep up. Life is just this dynamic thing. Even in the midst of a shutdown, stuff is still going mm-hmm. on. Do you try to keep up? Abs- yeah, absolutely I do. It's difficult, though. I mean, mm-hmm. as you said, with, with so many different things going on, mm-hmm. A uh, a twenty six hour a day news cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. You know, yeah. I mean, and you're constantly bombarded with it. We are. It, it was kind of nice over the weekend. So we had some some friends in and family members in, and I don't think we turned on the TV once. Uh, and yeah. you know, I I can't remember spending less time on my phone. We were just busy doing stuff mm-hmm. with family, and it was kind of yeah. nice just to unplug and. It would be. Yeah. It, it, it really would mm-hmm. be. And, and you know, uh, the temptation, though, is to keep the television on. Mm-hmm. The temptation is to listen to the 26 hours per day. The temptation is to be jerked around with every wind of doctrine, as my mm-hmm. dad, the minister, yeah. would have said. You know, you, you, you hear the Democrats and you hear the Republicans and you see CNN and MSNBC and CNBC and Fox News. Mm-hmm. And, blah, 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 blah. It, and But the temptation is, I don't want to fall behind. Right. Do you feel like you fell behind because you didn't do it over the weekend? I don't think I missed a thing. <laughs> Because sometimes when you get to the end of it, even though they seem to have bombarded you with all this information, mm-hmm. at the end of a week, has anything really changed? Now, sometimes things do change. Right. And, 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 you know, new cases and deaths and what happens in the other parts of the world and violence and, and maybe laws. And, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. things change. But sometimes it's just more of the same. That's right. More of the same. So how do you filter through it? First of all, let's take uh, your individual business uh, as a certified financial mm-hmm. planner. How do you filter through? Do you have uh, specific websites, specific writers? Do you, uh, how do you keep up? You know, there's a, a number of different places and sites and things that I watch and read. Okay. Okay. Um, but primarily, I, I think that for the majority of the day, I, I have CNBC on. Okay. Now, for the average investor, I would say, do not watch CNBC. <laughs> okay. Okay? I mean, just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, you yeah. know, they're going to have talking heads on there saying why such and such is going to do well and why such and such is going to do bad. 
And yeah. what does this mean uh, to the economy? For the average investor out there, you need to get back to your basic blocking and tackling. Okay. All right? All you, right. you need to say, all right, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get to my, my achieved goal, right? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. do I have to do to, to make that occur? Right. How much money do I need to save? How do I need to g- generally be invested? Mm-hmm. And, you know, put your nose on the grindstone and, and just forget about it. Yeah. And then once a year, maybe review with a professional who's keeping up with this. Absolutely. And then from time to time, you may say, hey, yeah, there was a SECURE Act that came along mm-hmm. or a CARES Act that came along. And this year, we're going to do something different with your RMD. That's right. Because you as a professional have filtered through and picked out something that would apply to Phil. That's what you pay them for. Yeah, that's exactly right. But the rest of the time, do you have to be reading the Money Magazine and the Wall Street Journals and, and keeping up on a day-to-day basis? Well, if you're paying somebody else to do it? Are you talking about the individual? Yeah, yeah, the individual out there. You know, I, I don't think so. Unless you just find it of particular interest. Yeah, yeah. You find it of particular interest, then yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah, right. But Read you don't it, have watch to. it, that sort of thing. If you're paying somebody else to do this, mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you were paying an attorney to argue the case yeah. for you, let him or her do their job. Right. You know, and you do what you do. Yeah. Go read Field and Stream, you know, <laughs> Garden and Gun. And, and really my point is I'm trying to free people up a little bit here. I think there's a lot of burden and there's a mm-hmm. lot of angst and there's a lot of stress out there and probably a lot of uh, mental mm-hmm. issues that we're dealing with these days that maybe we don't have to. Well, you said mental issues, and the first thing I thought of was anxiety. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be anxious about this stuff. No, no, I, I really don't. I think if you, as you said, get back to the basics of the blocking mm-hmm. and tackling right. that you're going to do. And then once a year, review it. And if somebody says, mm-hmm. hey, let's tweak this right here yeah. just a little bit. We're going to do this differently. Mm-hmm. Well, OK. And then you keep going and doing yeah. your blocking and tackling. Life would be a whole lot better. Life, and, and what are those basics of blocking and tackling? That's what we're going to talk about okay. today on the Advisors Roundtable here on Super Talk Radio. What should you really be concentrated on and what's the important stuff here at the Advisors Roundtable? Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and my co-host, Certified Financial Planner Bubba Labus, here with our executive producer Phil Womack on Super Talk Radio at the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, we're talking about all this stuff going on around us: the Secure Act and the CARES Act, and things on television, and pandemics and shutdowns, and what they're gonna do with the stimulus package and you know what do you really need to be keeping Mm -hmm. up with and you make it made the point that overall we just have some basic blocking and tackling right so what are the the tenants the 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 principles of basic financial blocking and tackling that i ought to be doing whether there's a pandemic or not all right listen up because i'm going to give you some gold here you ready yep 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 number one don't spend more than you make oh really Really? Now, now that sounds pretty easy, right? You would think that it would be obvious. But we've got these little pieces of plastic, sometimes metal, uh-huh. in our in our wallets and uh-huh. purses. And uh-huh. we can go out and we can spend money that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And on it's easy. credit. And it's easy. It yeah. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Sometimes you can go into a store and they'd say, 
you know, we'll give you 10% off today if you sign up for this card. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, give me yeah. that, right? Oh, yeah. Let me go buy some more stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, since Absolutely. I'm saving 10%. Uh, that's right. I mean, you can right. walk into, into a store, any store, and have $20 in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But if you got plastic, right, you could spend 2000 if you've got that you much mm-hmm. uh, of a credit limit, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a long time ago, without the plastic, what were you controlled by? The $20. The $20. Yeah. Now, nothing's really controlling you. Mm-hmm. And when people, especially Americans, don't have any control mechanism. Ooh, have you ever been in, in, in one of those restaurants that, that has a buffet? I have. Huh? Yeah. You've seen six or seven mm-hmm. plates on one dude's mm-hmm. table? Yep. That's what happens when you got no mama there snapping, you know, and saying, you can't eat, you can't have three helpings. And he's sitting back just raking it in saying, you know what I love about this bur- uh, buffet? Mm-hmm. It's the variety. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we need to have some semblance of control, right? You do. Yeah. Which is difficult and tough. And mm-hmm. if you don't have that control, mm-hmm. then you need to find a way to gain that control. And I would say once you find that control or gain that control, mm-hmm. then you're going to be in a, in a position where you can move and start blocking and tackling other things. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But it starts with that one thing. Don't spend more than you make. It, it, that's the first, yeah. very first thing. And you should have learned that like mm-hmm. with your first grass mowing money Mm -hmm. or your first babysitting money right back when you were about eight Mm -hmm. you know and you made 10 bucks uh you know don't go borrow another two from your brother Mm -hmm. so that you can go spend 12 dollars at the movie and now you're in the hole two dollars next week now i could hear an argument from somebody out there saying well you know i don't have a great job and i'm not making much money and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. for whatever reason Mm -hmm. They don't have enough income, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you, if I were to sit down with that individual, I could probably find some places in their in their spending patterns yep. that they could draw back a little bit. And if my wife sat down with them, she could counsel them about how to get a better job. Right. Mm-hmm. So in an hour, you could find a little money in the money they mm-hmm. already have, right? and she could help them find more money with a better life. Right. Right? Absolutely. If, if I submit myself, here's, there's another thing mm-hmm. about control. If I submit myself to the incoming mm-hmm. new information that I can get from some mentoring and some instruction. So first point, don't spend more than you make. Yep. Right? Last week had a couple come into my office, mm-hmm. a new, new set of clients. Absolutely salt of the earth kind of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start telling me their story. Well, she has worked for 30-something years at a retailer. You know, she she wasn't a doctor. She wasn't a lawyer. He had uh, worked for the Postal Service right. for 30-something years. And on the side, he'd done a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came in, and, you know, they live in this part of the country. And when they drive down the highway, they look like you and me. Mm-hmm. Drive a decent vehicle. They don't drive a Lamborghini or a Rolls mm-hmm. Royce, but they drive something that's reliable. And, uh, you know, from the outside, you'd never know that these two people were worth a million dollars. Right. 
And I ask them, how in the world did you become worth a million dollars? You know, your house Mm -hmm. and your timber and your property and your savings and your 401k and your cash and your collections Mm -hmm. and your guns. How did you become worth a million dollars? And she said, from the very beginning, we've lived on a budget. Yeah. That's basically what you're talking about. That dreaded B word. Yeah. Right. But that's basically what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Living within your means. Yeah. Know what you got coming in so you control mm-hmm. control what's going out. Yep. So that's number one of the f- basic blocking and tackling. Mm-hmm. You and I need to be doing whether there's a pandemic or not. Yep. We need to be doing that. And if you're not doing it, try it. Yep. And if you need somebody to help you, we'd love to help you. We'd love to spend that hour with you so that you could find the money, help them with the budget, and Karen could help them, counsel them about a job. You want to talk about fulfillment in a career. Oh, yeah. Is watching somebody come in and you sit down with them and then you get them on the track that they need to be on so mm-hmm. so that, you know, five years, 20 years, 30 years from now, right. they and their family will be set up in a position that's yeah. going to make them and, you know, the rest of their family better off. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a minute ago, while mm-hmm. we were doing, we're going to break, I checked my email. Mm-hmm. I got two clients, two of our better clients, right. great clients that are asking me what most people on the street would be thinking. That's a trivial thing and mm-hmm. you ought to be taking care of it yourself. But they've gotten to the point that they just ask us, you know, what do I do with this about insurance? Right. How do I pay this bill? Mm -hmm. What do I do? It's because they've gotten to the point, but boy, I love this advice. Yeah. It makes my life better. Mm -hmm. I'm already paying for it. I may as well listen. Sure. And and they've gotten Mm -hmm. to the point that, you know, they just email one or two sentences. We email back. They make a decision. Boom, it's taken care of. Mm -hmm. They don't have to double think it. They don't have to think it over. They don't have to second guess it. I just move on. I, yeah. I think it's a great thing. So number one is don't spend more than you make. Number two, yeah. you ready for it? Uh-huh. Number two, I would say start an emergency fund. Yeah, yeah. And what's your definition of emergent if emer- of emergency? All right. So an emergency is you're driving down the road and the wheels fall off of your car. Ooh. I'd say that's that, an emergency yeah, that that fits the dirt. You know, yeah, that, you're driving her down the road and your transmission falls out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not you're driving down the road and you see a sale over at Bell Cudson's and you want to go in for a new set of shoes. <laughs> oh, really? Right. A new pair of shoes is not an emergency. That's not an emergency. A new a new shotgun. A new Already shotgun. got four. Right. <laughs> or even a payment on a new four wheeler is not an emergency. It's not an emergency. It's not. Yeah. Do you have some people who um, he and she differ as to what their personal definitions of emergency? A- absolutely, you do. Oh, do you? Absolutely, you do. Yeah, she said, and you can find at sometimes that you know he or she will will fudge a little bit on their emergency fund. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And, and I could sit there all day long and say, well, you know, that's not really an emergency. <laughs> On either end of the spectrum, right? You know, right. that shotgun or, or, you know, that new garden patio set or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they're buying. Yeah, yeah. And I say, well, you know, you got to live a little bit. So why do they need an emergency fund? Because emergencies happen. Life happens. Okay? Um, you never know when it's going to happen. For me, it usually happens in threes. Yeah. You know, usually it's uh, there's something that goes wrong with the car, and then I've got to get the air conditioner on the house fixed. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got a roof leak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's good to have that cash put aside so that you can afford those things, so that you don't go into debt yep. to fix and repair those things. That's the uh, uh, number one is I think just the stress relief. Mm-hmm. 
Number two, you have a whole lot more capability and flexibility if you've got cash. Right. If you walk in somewhere and they say, you know, th- those tires are $1,000 and you whip mm-hmm. out nine crisp $100 uh-huh. bills. Would you take that? Would you take yeah. that? Mm-hmm. There's an, and there's a certain sense of control that that comes with it. The other thing is on the practical mathematical side, it keeps you from going into debt. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. If I've got cash to be able to pay for the tires as opposed to put them on the card where they're going to charge me 12%, I save myself 12%. Mm-hmm. And a penny saved is a penny earned, yeah. right? I went shopping last night at the grocery store, and my bill for all the groceries that I bought wound up being $100.36. Okay. And, you know, the poor little uh, uh, girl that was checking me out there uh, said it'd be $100.36. And I said, Would you take 100 <laughs> <laughs> And she looked at me with this kind of lost and started fumbling through her pockets for some change. Yeah, like she was going to pay like the she, 36 yeah, cents right, for you. Right, right. <laughs> and I said, you. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you do have those capabilities some places. You may not have them at the grocery Maybe store. Maybe not at the grocery store. But you but go some places, people. and you know, mm-hmm. having the cash available mm-hmm. is also a bargaining tool. It is. It is. Yeah, and it gives you a sense mm-hmm. of control, and it keeps you out of debt. Yeah. Um, you know, we've said this before on the radio station, and mm-hmm. uh, and I've talked about, uh, and you've talked about being in line at the grocery store, and you yeah. look around you. Mm-hmm. and say that there are 10 people in line, six to seven of those people don't have uh, $1,400 that they could put their hands on today. That's right. That's right. And so, and out of those six or seven, you know one or two of them is dealing with a legitimate emergency. Absolutely. Absolutely they are. And, you know, if we had started a year ago, mm-hmm. putting a few dollars away every week, sneaking it away in my rainy day fund, then this week when my transmission went out, Mm -hmm. when my water heater blew up, maybe I wouldn't be feeling all that stress I feel. What's the appropriate amount to have in in an emergency fund? You know, we talked about this at length a lot, and Mm -hmm. uh, most people who are consistent listeners know the answer right off Mm -hmm. the bat if they don't. Uh, let's give it to them three to six months worth of living expenses. Mm -hmm. So what are your living expenses now going to the Malco? I'm sorry, Malco, that ain't considered part of your basic living expenses. We're talking about what food and shelter, shelter. that sort of thing. Yeah. What what does it cost to keep the lights on? What does it cost to keep the rent Mm -hmm. paid? What does it cost to keep my kids fed? Right. Okay. Maybe put a little gas in the car. Not gas on the vacation. Right. But a little gas, gas. in the car to get you to and from work. There you go. So yep. what are those basic expenses? Mm-hmm. In this part of the world, probably one to $2,000 a month will do the basic stuff for most people. I'd say so. All right. So let's say it's $2,000 mm-hmm. a month. And we need how many of those? Three to six. All right. So you're telling me I need six to 12? Six to $12,000. That's a lot of money. It is. And I'm not going to get it overnight, am mm-hmm. I? So how do I get it? I go back to rule number one. Don't spend more than you make. And the difference? Mm-hmm. I squirrel it away. Right. Do you think I need to be saving for this uh, emergency fund before I save for my retirement? 
Absolutely. And I, I was going to bring that up that, you know, we haven't even brought up investments or saving for retirement yet. We ain't going to get there in this segment. Yeah. We're up against uh, another break here at the Advisors Roundtable. On the other side of the break, we're going to continue this discussion. Well, this is the basic blocking and tackling that you need to be concentrated on, even in the midst of a pandemic at the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. So, Bubba, we're talking about uh, some of the basic blocking and tackling things people need to be doing uh, despite what's happening in the world. And number one is live within your means. Don't spend more than you make. Uh, number two is what? Start an emergency fund. Start an emergency fund. And uh, an emergency fund needs to be kind of in cash, money yeah. market, savings mm-hmm. account, things you can get your hands on really quickly. Right. When do I, I start? I would in- say within, uh, within a day or two. Okay. You know, it might be on the weekend. You can put things off in most cases mm-hmm. uh, until Monday or, you know, long weekend, maybe a Tuesday mm-hmm. to get to the bank, take mm-hmm. it out. You're going to have maybe the ability to pull some money out or or journal money from a savings account over to your bank account and pull cash out if you need to. You're going to make me learn how to use my smartphone? Well, yeah. <laughs> it is 2020 now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. And there are apps. I mean, your bank mm-hmm. probably has an app. Right. So you can go on there and you can move money from mm-hmm. your savings account over to your checking account like with your finger. Right. And just a couple of clicks mm-hmm. and one or two pens and a password, and you're in, yeah. and you're you've done it right. Mm-hmm. I do this all the time for my kids. You know, they're off at college. Right. And they they need some money, and they call me, and we talk about it, and say, okay, yeah, that's a two hundred dollar uh, expense that's legitimate. You're going to have to buy that organic chemistry book, whether I want you know whether mm-hmm. I want to or not. You're, if you're going to pass, you're going to need that. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and transfer the money. I do it. They have the money. The other day, my daughter finds out that there's some sort of workbook that she needed that the professor decided at the last minute or he didn't put on the syllabus or something. And so she needed the thing, and she mm-hmm. calls me. She's standing outside the Barnes & Noble on the college campus mm-hmm. and says, Dad, I need $200 in here, and explains why. I say, well, okay. So I transfer it over. She's standing at the door. So she walks in, tells them what she wants. By the time they do the thing, it's on her card. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. isn't it? Learn how to do that. Right. Please learn how to do that. Now, once you've learned how to do that, and once you have decided you're going to live within your means, you're going to squirrel money away, and you're going to have a, uh, an emergency fund, when do I start saving for my retirement? And when do I start saving for my kids' college? Uh, that investment stuff. Does that come after all this? It does. Those are fundamental yeah. things like foundational things. That's right. And, and then I can I, I've said it time and time again on this show. You can finance a house. Mm-hmm. You can finance a college education. Mm-hmm. You can't finance a retirement. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you, you, get, uh, you get to a point where you've, you're not spending as much as you're taking in. You've got your emergency fund started mm-hmm. at, or done, right? Mm-hmm. And that emergency fund may change over time. Okay. You may gain more children. You may have more expenses. You may have uh, a good spouse point. that quits working oh, and stays good home. Point. You know, so you may need more in your emergency fund. Is that why you said three to six months? Mm-hmm. It may be three months if my wife and I are both working. Right. 
and we don't have any children. Mm -hmm. But once I have children, and maybe my wife or, or my husband or whoever doesn't right. doesn't work as much because they're helping with the children, or maybe there's an illness or whatever, there's that not that extra income coming in. You may need nine months worth of an emergency uh, fund. Yeah, so three yeah, it, it's a moving target, yeah, but I would say, work. generally speaking, the rule of thumb is uh, that uh, three to six months is going to be adequate. All right, so you've convinced me I need to do that. Mm -hmm. How do you calculate how much I then need to be saving for retirement? All right, so um, in most cases, most individuals will, will say, what do I need to save, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I can back into the math for you. Okay. But you've got to start somewhere, okay. you know, because up until this point, all you've been doing is saving money in your emergency fund. Yeah. Well, whatever you've been saving in your emergency fund is what you need to begin saving in your retirement accounts. So once I have the emergency fund mm -hmm. satisfied right. and I have three to six months, that yeah. two or three hundred dollars a month I was putting in there. Yeah. I start that putting in my Roth or my 401k at work or whatever. Correct. OK. All right. And, and then, I would say at a bare minimum, if you have a retirement plan through your employer, yeah. And they offer matching. Mm -hmm. Put in enough to get 100% of the match. Don't leave any of their money on Don't the table? Don't leave any of their money on the table. Okay. It's, it's free money. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will come in to, uh, to me sometimes and they will say, uh, you know, I want a surefire way to double my money. <laughs> and I said, well, do you have a retirement plan through your work? They say, yeah. And I say, do they match? I said, well, there you go. You know, <laughs> that's right. You put in you three, put they money, put in three. Yeah, you put in three, they put in three. So you put in three, suddenly got mm -hmm. six. Sounds like doubling to me. Right. All right. All right. So at least start there. I would start there, and I would also say start as early as you can. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. When like when you're in your early to mid twenties. I would say when you get your first job. Mm. When you, when you, uh, you know, get out of high school, finish trade school, go to college, whatever it's going to be, as soon as you start working, mm -hmm. you're used to not having that income anyway. Okay. So yeah. why not just start right off the bat, putting in 10% of whatever your pay is. Right. All right. So instead of making $500, cause I wasn't making anything last mm -hmm. week cause I was looking for right. a job. Suddenly I got the first job. So that $500 is more money than I've ever had. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. Could I live on four fifty? Absolutely, you could. Probably so, and that's that ten percent. Mm -hmm. that's, that's that ten percent. That's that fifty dollars that you said mm -hmm. I could put away, and I should, mm -hmm. because I'm going to get some match. I'm going to save some tax, and hopefully over time, I'm going to get some growth. That's right. Win, win, win. Mm -hmm. Do it now. I go back to my my question. We've started this, but then somebody comes in and says, "Bubba, I don't know if that's enough or not." Mm -hmm. I want to know exactly how much I need to be saving. Yeah, I started with two or three hundred dollars, yep. but does the number need to be six hundred dollars? Tell me. How do you back into that math? Well, I, I ask a couple of questions first. Okay. I ask them, and I, I'm not trying to be ugly here, but I say, "How long are you going to live?" <laughs> you know, you tell me the exact day you're going to die. Uh huh. And I feel like we can come up with a good answer here. Yeah, but we don't know that. And then I also ask, so uh, I've got a number of clients that I ask this question to. I say to them, um, you know, when it comes to family wealth and family inheritance, mm -hmm. do you want to um, live on a budget during your retirement mm 
mm-hmm. so that you can leave as much as you can to your children mm-hmm. and, and or grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to spend everything that you've got, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and, and not worry about them because you've already gotten them through college. And if anything's left over, you miscalculated, right? Uh, yeah. And I get both answers. And I'm not going to say either one is right or wrong. It's just okay. their philosophy on, on the way they mm-hmm. feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many times they will say, you know what? I want to live my retirement life and I want to do fine. And mm-hmm. if there's anything left over, great. Okay. All right. So, you know, kind of three answers there. So basically you're asking them what kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm they want or aspire to in retirement. That's right. So if they come back and say, you know, if I was retired today, I may be 25 years old and I'm just dreaming 30 or 40 years Mm -hmm. in the future. But if I was a retired today, I could probably, if I didn't have to work, I didn't have all the expenses associated Mm -hmm. with going to work, driving and, and vehicle and clothes and lunches and everything. I could live on Mm $30,000. Then you can take the time value of money and figure out what a thirty thousand dollar lifestyle would look in thirty like we, in thirty years. We we have to take into consideration a number of different things in order to come up with that calculation. Mm-hmm. And and you know the math is the math. Mm-hmm. We can back into the number and say on a weekly basis you need to be saving two hundred and thirty seven dollars. <laughs> yeah. But that's only going to give you a certain probability of success. Mm. All right. So we've mm. got to, we've got to use a lot of the statistics and say, all right, based on a couple in, uh, in Mississippi today or Tennessee or Alabama or California or Hawaii, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, your average life expectancy today is going to be age 96 years old. Okay. Or maybe you've got some, some hereditary heart conditions and mm-hmm. you think, you know what, I'm probably not going to make it past 80. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, everybody in my family lives past 100, and the way medical science is today, I'm probably going to make it to 110 or 115. Right. And there are clients that, that we have that we, we model that for. Yeah. We, because they want to know that they're not going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we model things out to age 120 sometimes. Right. Sometimes to age 100, sometimes to age 90. It just depends on, on their particular scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So we, we figure out how long they're going to live or have a good probability of how long we think they're going to live. So you really weren't being facetious when you asked that question. No. There's a real legitimate reason for you to talk yeah. about longevity mm-hmm. and about life expectancy. And whether or not they're married. I mean, there are all kinds of different things that go into this, this yeah. scenario mm-hmm. from a probabilistic standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we look at those probabilities and we say, all right you've got uh, a better than uh, 60% chance that you're going to make it to age 92. Mm-hmm. Probably a 35% chance that you're going to make it to age 95. Mm-hmm. So let's pick age 100 okay. as, as your timing horizon. So we feel like we're covered. Right. Okay. And then we back into the number. We say, all right, you know, based on today's dollars, you, you would like to have $35,000 a year worth of retirement income. But... Remember, we were talking to a 25-year-old. Right. So, yes, they, w- they want that kind of lifestyle at age 65, but mm-hmm. you're telling me it's going to have to do another 30 or 40 years. Absolutely. So that's a pile of money. And $35,000 today to a 25-year-old when they mm-hmm. retire at age 65, 40 years from now, 
probably going to be 55 or 60,000. Exactly. So we've got to account for that and we've got to, uh, I, I guess, run the inflation forward, mm-hmm. uh, run it forward again until they uh, eventually pass away and what they want at the end of the, and then run it all the way back to say, all right, if you start today, saving, a $237 <laughs> a week is what you need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's a good thing you and I paid attention to math class. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you're paying attention here to the Advisors Roundtable. We're going to take another break on Super Talk Radio. See you on the other side of the break. Hang in there with us. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. Uh, Bubba, we've been talking about all this basic blocking and tackle, uh, tackling of financial planning. I need to live within my means. I need an emergency fund. I need to save some. I need to uh, forward think and then backward calculate, all of those sorts of things. But, you know, we really haven't gotten down in the weeds yet. We haven't talked about whether you ought to have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. We haven't talked about the effects that the SECURE Act had on the amount you can put away. And we haven't talked about what the CARES Act had on RMDs. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about any of that. We're talking about blocking and tackling today, Greg. Yeah, because all of that stuff comes later. Right. And all of that stuff should be done Mm -hmm. in concert with uh, probably an advisor. Mm Mm-hmm. Because those pro- uh, probably produce some unique planning opportunities mm-hmm. that you may or may not know all of the nuances of. Right. Right? You know, you can hear your brother-in-law talk about that pain medication he takes for his knee all day long. And you can wonder and maybe even development and a, a re- resentment toward your doctor because your doctor hasn't prescribed that thing yet. Mm-hmm. And so then you go bouncing into your doctor's office and why well, I want the same thing my brother-in-law gets. And then your doctor says, but your brother-in-law doesn't have high blood pressure. Right. Your brother-in-law doesn't have cholesterol issues. Or your brother-in-law doesn't take this pill that you already take. And if I give you this one, it'll kill you. Yeah. Or yeah. you're going to have to get off this other one, the mm-hmm. one you really like that helps right. you sleep at night. Right. Huh? And, and that's the reason you didn't get that other pill. Mm-hmm. Initially, you think, I'm getting short change. Mm-hmm. But then you see all of the nuances of what went into the plan in the beginning, why you didn't get that pill. Mm-hmm. Now, there may be another one we can do or some lifestyle things you can do or lose a little weight and do a little exercise and your knees will feel better. There's some things that your doctor could probably tell you, but you're not your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's nuances, the little particulars of their plan can be different, but the basics are the same. Right. The blocking and tackling of your financial life is the same for you and me and Mr. Warren Buffett. Live within your means, have an emergency fund, Mm -hmm. think about the future, do basic math, stick to it. So you do all this calculation for somebody and you in, in our previous segment we said, you know, in, in our little example, $237 a week is what these people need to mm-hmm. to save, okay? Are they going to do it forever? Uh no, because you're probably going to wind up uh getting to a point where you're going to uh, change your your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get to a point where you say, "Hey, you know what? I know I said I wanted $30,000 when I retire mm-hmm. on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. 
I think I'd kind of like to have $40,000 a year when I retire. Because mm. I took my mm. wife to the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. one time. And she likes traveling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she got mm-hmm. the bug. Yeah. I need a little extra money yeah. in there for travel. Huh? Or we went to South Carolina mm-hmm. and, you know, we stayed in a nice hotel and she kind of liked that. Yeah. Or we had grandchildren. Yeah. Or, I, yeah, that's a that's a big one. Mm-hmm. And we think maybe we want to move closer to them. Mm-hmm. It's more expensive in Tempe than it is right. here. Hmm. Even if you don't move closer, you're going to go visit more often, right? Mm, right. And that's not necessarily mm-hmm. cheap, even if, if yep. you drive. So you're exactly right. This thing metamorphosizes over mm-hmm. time, uh, and you got to be flexible with that. So you start out at 237 a week, and about five or six years into it, some things change, and maybe you got a promotion, and um, your, your perspective of life changed. The kids had grandchildren. Mm-hmm. You decided you like to travel, whatever. Um, you wanted a motor, motor home. Yeah. We had a client the other day who retired, and mm-hmm. he'd been thinking about a motor home for years. Right. You know, uh, Those aren't necessarily inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Got to put that in your budget and your right. plan. So it goes from 237 to 400. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to give up today and today's use of the money? For the potential of tomorrow. Very few people are. Very few people are. But I would say that those who willing are willing to do that, right, mm-hmm. I think have the most successful outcome in retirement. They do. And I, I'm going to bring this thing full circle here, mm-hmm. all right? So mm-hmm. we talked about initially, don't spend more than you make. Mm-hmm. Start an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Start saving in your retirement plan or saving for your retirement or other goals, education, as mm-hmm. early and as much as you possibly can. Right. We can help you out with the math to help you figure out how much that needs to be to get to where you want to be. No doubt. But then when you get to those goals or you get to retirement, mm-hmm. again, don't spend more than what you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you told us to put yeah. you on a $35,000 mm-hmm. a year budget, guess what? Our math Put you on a $35,000 a year budget. And, you know, don't start cutting into the cow. Mm -hmm. We were intending just to milk the cow for $35,000 worth of milk Mm -hmm. a year. You start slicing into the cow and taking 40 one year, 60 the next year. What happens? Well, that cow, you're you're cutting off steaks every year. Mm -hmm. And eventually that cow is not healthy anymore. That's right. That's right. And may not be able to be consistently milked for thirty-five mm-hmm. grand a year. And in the beginning, you lived a great lifestyle for three or four years because yeah. you took out more than thirty-five grand. Mm-hmm. Do people want to really control themselves to this point? Not just at age twenty-five or thirty-five, but at age sixty-five. Man, I've lived my life. You made me live on a budget all mm-hmm. these years. I, I'm yeah. to this point, and I got a pile of money yeah. over there. Stand out of my way. Yeah. Well, in that in that regard, I would say if we started with somebody, you know, in the early twenties, mm-hmm. and they did everything that we we told them to, mm-hmm. and that was their goal to have a pile of money mm-hmm. that they couldn't outlive. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They're still going to have a budget. Now, their budget may be half a million dollars a year, <laughs> right? But at least you work towards that goal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like doing it early on because you, uh, as a family, mm-hmm. you and your spouse talk about this. Right. You hold one another accountable. You're holding one another accountable along the way as you save, but you're holding one another accountable while you're in retirement. And too. I think just as important, you talk to your children about it so mm-hmm. that they learn some of these goals and strategies mm-hmm. as, as they're growing up. Are children really good at spending mom and daddy's money? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent at it. Yes, they mm-hmm. are. And you know yeah. what? We find a lot of times that all these years, mom and dad work together. They saved and they had these mm-hmm. goals and they get to retirement and they're staying on that budget and they're living within it and they're doing great. Maybe they've even had a conversation with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what our plan is. We're going to help you out a little bit here. We want to come visit there. We'd like to go on this vacation together that we're going to pay some for. All these conversations go on and then, God forbid, dad dies. What happens a lot of times? Well, sometimes the kids see an opportunity there. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, we see a lot of surviving spouses, male or female, almost taken advantage of by their kids. I do, yep. Very, very, very unfortunate. It really is. Yeah. And you need to take into consideration if you're a child. And in in fact, I've lost clients over it because I told the client, I said, look, Mm -hmm. you know, you need to cut them off. Yeah. And they can't do it because mm-hmm. it's their child. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're feeling lonely. Yep. That other spouse, you know, mm-hmm. has passed away and there they are and they don't want to lose their kids either. And um, it's, it's, it's really a dark thing to have mm-hmm. to do, but somebody has to tell the truth. And sometimes that's what you're hiring an advisor to do right. is for us to stand in the gap for you. So I hope today we talked about the basic blocking and tackling that you need to be involved in, whether there's a pandemic, whatever's happening, you can be successful. You just got to take your time and do some basic stuff despite what's going on around you and despite what the news says here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.